Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel, and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. You're listening to episode 51 of the Fit Mom Squad podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you reasons long-term keto sucks for women. But before we get into that, I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to transform your relationship with your body and put an end to deprivation diets and food restrictions? If so, I would like to invite you to join me for a free masterclass where I'll show you how to burn more fat without giving up the carbs you love. I'm hosting this masterclass on Thursday, January 20th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. All you have to do is go to bsbtribe.com forward slash ckcc slash webinar, and I'll put that in the show notes just to make sure you get the right link to save your spot. In this masterclass, you'll discover the three secrets to achieve metabolic flexibility without deprivation, dieting, and unrealistic restrictions. So go to that link in the show notes and sign up for this masterclass. I'll see you there. Okay, let's talk about why keto sucks long-term for women. And before I get into these reasons, I need to preface the fact that I'm a huge advocate for a ketogenic protocol, all right? It's helped me lose all my baby weight from both of my girls, has helped regulate my periods, improve my digestion. And I don't think I'd be able to create an online business at this rate that I did and the speed of finishing my program. And now I'm about to finish my second program while being a stay-at-home mom without the help of the energy that ketones gave me. I mean, I'm gonna be honest about that. I love the mental clarity, the energy, the ability to go long periods without eating. There's so many benefits to a ketogenic protocol. With that being said, if I can go back six years ago when I first started keto, I wish someone had told me what doing keto long-term without taking breaks could lead, that it could take lead to some issues that I wanna share with you today. Today. All right. So I'm not saying that the ketogenic diet is bad for women or anything like that. It's amazing. I have many clients inside my membership that is a clean keto holistic, holistic clean keto based membership doing keto right now and getting great success. However, I'm talking about long term keto without taking breaks. All right, and I also have a solution for you, which I'll get into after I lay out the reasons why long-term keto for women is not the best idea. All right, so let's start with reason number one. Reason number one why doing keto long-term without taking breaks, if you're a woman, which I assume you are if you're listening to the show, is that fat burning slows down. All right, so we have to remember that all our body wants to do is survive. All our body wants to do is reach homeostasis. And as your body fat drops, because of ketosis and the ability to burn fat for fuel, the survival part of your brain sets off an alarm thinking that you are running out of fuel source and slowing down your metabolism and fat burning. This is what happens when you do something long-term, whether that be keto or not, but keto especially just because of the ability to burn fat so much quicker than other ways of eating. So Keto helps you lose excess fat, but losing all your fat is not good, right? So at some point, you have to stop keto when you get to a normal body fat. And there are some people in the keto space that went way too long doing keto, and you can just tell they just are severely underweight and they don't even look healthy. That's because they pushed their body too far and they lost 
too much fat, all right? And so this is not good, and it's going to send your body into survival mode. Your body, you know, it wants to keep its precious fat reserves. So staying in ketosis too long may cause your body to actually start storing body fat as a survival mechanism because it's trying to protect its fuel source. Okay, so this is something that is common that I see happening with a lot of my clients that do keto for too long. They eventually, their fat burning slows down and they eventually start storing fat and gaining weight. And it also happened to me. This is really the reason why doing any diet long-term is detrimental because your body adapts, your metabolism gets used to what you're doing, eventually slows down and weight loss halts. So this is why I think carb cycling prevents this from happening because you're always tricking your body. Your body doesn't know what fuel source it's gonna have. Is it gonna have glucose? Is it gonna have fat? And you are always switching it up and sort of tricking your metabolism so it never knows. You're always leaving it guessing. So that's reason number one. Number two, your insulin gets too low. So long-term keto can trigger a rise in blood sugar by driving insulin levels too low. Again, this is a survival mechanism. Your body trying to protect itself. So when insulin stays too low for too long, which is what happens with a keto diet, your liver gets signaled to increase glucose production to avoid your body into going into starvation mode. Again, homeostasis, you're going to see a pattern with all these reasons. And it's just your body doing what it's supposed to do. It just wants to survive. And it doesn't care that you're trying to fit into a size two jeans or that you're trying to hit a certain goal weight. Your body doesn't care about that. Your body just wants to survive and live. Okay. So even though your brain runs on ketones and fats and it does it well, it still needs about 15% glucose to function properly. Now your liver can produce glucose if your body isn't getting enough. And this is what ends up happening. So if you do keto too long, if you fast too long, which keto is fasting mimicking diet, your metabolism will shift to break down muscle to hold on to fat stores, right? Your body, fat is precious to your body. So that is why if you stay on keto too long, you can start to lose muscle and gain fat, right? Also, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen people that are like skinny fat and your body is trying to survive again and it needs carbohydrates, carbohydrate calories to sustain you. So this is what happens when your insulin gets too low and it's too long without taking a break, without adding more carbs in and kind of making sure that your body knows, hey, we're okay, we're fine, we're not about to die here. Okay, so that's number two. Number three is doing long-term keto for women without breaks can lead to thyroid problems. So if you know anything about the thyroid, your thyroid is the master gland of your metabolism, regulates your metabolism, and being in ketosis too long or also severe calorie restriction. So this can happen also if you're cutting your calories too low for too long. It can reduce thyroid function and lead to hypothyroidism, which is an autoimmune disease, right? This again has to do with their survival response to a perceived famine. Your body thinks there's a famine and this is how it responds. So insulin, the hormone insulin helps the conversion from T4 to T3. So if your insulin is too low for too long, this conversion won't happen. Okay, and then leptin, we have leptin on the other hand, and that is a hormone that tells you to stop eating, controls your appetite. Long-term leptin might cause, or long-term keto may cause leptin levels to drop. 
Since keto causes you to be more satisfied, your brain responds to less leptin. So there's kind of two halves of the story. There's the thyroid and then there's the leptin. They all work together. All these hormones function in unity. So it's first with the conversion. We have that part. And then we have the leptin part. And then we have the insulin part. So they're all kind of these, it's like this circle, round and round it goes. And so when one part, when the thyroid isn't functioning right, then it affects the leptin, then it affects the insulin, and they all kind of bounce off off each other, right? So with leptin, when you have normal leptin levels, it tells your brain that you aren't starving. So this is why incorporating the higher carb days will prevent your leptin from becoming too low. So again, the main thing is the thyroid problems, but that also affects the leptin and everything else that comes along with it. So that's number three. Number four is simply the lack of variety. So our body evolved to adapt. And if you don't change your diet, you aren't forced to adapt. So if you think about the history of humankind, we never ate just one way. So everyone's like, oh, on the paleo back in the paleolithic era and what they ate and then you know carnivores have their thing and vegans have their stories and people like say oh well grains and and plant-based and all of that but we were always changing there's a reason for that by making your metabolism adapt to new dietary patterns you increase hormone sensitivity you raise growth hormone and you strengthen your microbiome and i wish i knew about this diet variety and diet variation and how you should be changing your diet throughout the year, even throughout the seasons. And I didn't do this. I, you know, found something that worked for me. Keto worked and I just stuck to it for years and years and years thinking that I found, you know, the golden ticket, but that's not how our body works. So variation in your diet is going to help encourage long-term compliance. So not only in an evolutionary aspect where our bodies were always constantly changing and our diets were changing based on what was available and what season and, you know, the winter, you wouldn't have as much as a harvest as in the summer and all of those things, but also just sticking to things, right? That's one of the biggest struggles that my clients have is when they come to work with me, they're just like, I just can't stick to this plan. That's because there's no variation. And they just think that they have to eat the certain way. They have to cut the carbs and the sugar and the dairy and all the things that they enjoy forever. And that is daunting. That feeling of forever is super daunting and your brain hates that thought. So just with the compliance, just being able to stick to things, knowing that, hey, what if I approach this as like a variation thing where, and this is something that I that I teach in my car in my new carb cycling program is, what if summer was, the time that you allowed yourself to have more carbs. So you have more of the summer fruit and you're probably more active in the summer, right? You're probably doing things more outside and moving more and all the things. So maybe you can do like a seasonal carb cycling approach. And in the winter, you can do more of a keto approach. How would that work for your life? How would that be different in the way that it's more, how would your lifestyle be more enjoyable with the seasons that you're not always feeling like you have to be on a diet or you you're missing out on food that is in that season. So if you are changing the way that you eat based on either the seasonal patterns or what's happening in your life or whatever, then you're not going to feel deprived or bored with eating the same thing. Now, some people like to eat the same thing and they don't mind eating the same thing. And I get we're all creatures of habits, but it's not good for our body. 
because I already just told you the reason. All right. So eating the same way long term is not good for your body or your metabolism. As far as hormones goes, strengthening your microbiome. And this is a mistake that I made when I started keto for all you keto beginners out there is I did not pay attention to my fiber or my veggies and all those healthy fiber sources. And I pretty much starved my microbiome of fiber. And this is a common mistake that I see many women make because they think, oh, well, carbs, you know, I have to keep my carbs low. That's all it's carbs, 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 carbs. And they end up forgetting about all the important factors that fiber entails and for your microbiome and your digestion and pooping and getting rid of toxins and all the other things. And I was just obsessed with that carb number and I ate a lot of fat. I ate a lot of protein and I really kept to my vegetables to a minimum and fruit to a minimum because they contain carbs and I pretty much starved out my microbiome. So when I did do a microbiome, when I did a GI test, that showed up that like I was lacking the fiber and I had a little bit of too much bad bacteria in there and a little bit of yeast overgrowth and that was mainly because of that lack of the fiber and that diversity. So that's very important, okay? And then number five is if you stay keto too long, you're not getting the feasting benefits. So many benefits of doing keto diet or fasting, which again, keto is considered a fasting mimicking diet. None of most of the benefits that occur don't occur after the fast is over or after the period of doing ketosis is over. And this is also called the refeeding phase. And you might have heard of this if you ever pay attention to the, the macro world. You know, they talk about cutting, they talk about refeeding, they talk about reverse dieting, maintenance, all those terms. So during the refeeding phase, Phase, muscle breakdown stops, fat burning starts again, and the stress of keto actually improves your health because keto is a stressor, so is fasting. So this is where the rebuilding of cells and tissues happen. They all happen during the refeeding phase. So if you stay keto too long, you aren't able to benefit from the refeeding phase. Right, so all of these things matter. I always recommend that if you have over 50 pounds to lose or you're a diabetic, low carb, keto-ish, whatever is the best way to go, like the absolute best way to go. But I also tell my clients that they need to be careful that they're not going more than three to six months, depending again, it's so individualized. But I have to know your history, but if you are diabetic or depending on how much weight you have to lose, I would go three to six months range doing keto before you take a break. Okay, so again, those five reasons that I talked about why long-term keto sucks for women is fat burning tends to slow down, your insulin gets too low, which causes that, again, that survival response. It could lead to thyroid problems. There's lack of variety, just that we weren't evolved as humans to eat the same thing 24-7, year after year after year, and because of the hormone sensitivity and the microbiome and all the things. And then there's no feasting benefits. Like you're getting a period of fasting and you got that, but you also got to have the yang, like the yin to the yang. You got to have then the feasting. You can't always just be in fasting mode and cutting and dieting mode. You just can't. Okay. You're going to completely, it's going to cause you, your body to get into that survival mode and it's going to be stuck there. Your body set point is going to raise, your metabolism is going to slow down all the things. All right. So what do you do instead? What should you do now that you know this, what is an option? So I recommend to my clients is that they try carb cycling. 
specifically carb cycling alongside keto. Now, when I talk about carb cycling, many people get confused because they think about the bodybuilder. So if you were going to search carb cycling right now, you'd probably find YouTube videos and articles about bodybuilders and athletes to cycle in carbs. And what they do is that they raise their carbs super high on their training days, the days that they're going to compete and super, super high so that their body now uses all that while they're training or doing the competition. And that's not what I'm talking about when I talk about carb cycling for ordinary regular women that are not super athletes because the amount of carbs that they're eating is way, way too much. It will spike your insulin and your blood sugar and then you'll be on that blood sugar roller coaster but you'll crash. It is not a good long-term strategy because most of us don't have enough storage in our muscles to hold all those carbs. So for us, it's just going to end up spiking our insulin and it's going to be end up being stored as fat for us, for us regular folk that don't work out as much or not competitive athletes. But that's not how I teach carb cycling. In fact, on January 20th, as I mentioned before this podcast, I'm going to be hosting a free webinar talking about this exact topic and my approach to cycling carbs for women because I follow a very strategic approach of how to carb cycle for a woman. So if you want to learn more about this, make sure you go to bsbtribe.com slash ckcc dash webinar. And I know that's a bit confusing. So I'll put the links in the show notes to save your spot for this training. Okay, there are only 200 spots available since I'm hosting this on Zoom. And in this webinar, I'm going to teach you how you can burn more fat without giving up the carbs you love using carb cycling. I'm currently working with a small group of women and helping them do this exact thing. So I want to share exactly what they are doing so that you can do it too. So whether you want to wean off keto, whether you are experiencing already some of the issues I mentioned today, like your fat burning has slowed down, or maybe you found out you have thyroid problems, or maybe you just lack the variety, or you're not seeing the benefits that maybe other people or you used to see while doing keto, all those things, then this is going to be perfect for you. Or maybe you want to burn more fat and now build more muscle. And you do need more carbs to build more muscle as a woman, in my opinion. Or maybe you have adrenal issues. Maybe you want to heal your adrenals. Carb cycling is great for that. Period cravings. Cycling around your period is a great idea. I've been doing that and it's been a game changer for me. As far as cravings goes, PMS, cramps, all the other issues. There's so many ways to do it and there's so many reasons to do it. All right. So all of those I'll talk about in this free webinar. So if that sounds like that's something you're interested in, you'll want to sign up for this free webinar. So go into the link in the description in the show notes and sign up for that. And I will see you there. And I can't way to teach you all about carb cycling. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. Don't forget to tag me at BSB Tribe. If you want even more resources, make sure to go to www.bsbtribe.com and head on over to a private community on Facebook, Fit Mom Squad, so that you can get connected with other moms who are crushing their health goals. I can't wait to see you on the inside. Until next time, keep focused on your goals, mama.